0: The Touchdown City Show is presented by Salango Law, where you don't get excuses, you get results. Visit them online at salangolaw.com. <laughs> you from the Stone Church Studio in St. Albans, West Virginia. Here's your host, Anthony Lewis, along with Avon Coburn and Derek Bailey. This is the Touchdown City Show. Welcome into
1: the Touchdown City Show presented by Selengo Law. Thank you for tuning in this week to the Touchdown City Show. I'm Anthony Lewis in the Stone Church Studio with Michael Sussman, Derek Bailey, and the GOAT, Avon Coburn. Gentlemen. We are here celebrating a Mountaineer victory (laughs) for the first time in Big 12 history. The Mountaineers have knocked off Oklahoma and only for the third time in program history going back to 1982 and, of course, the Fiesta Bowl with Coach Bill Stewart, Pat White, and company, Um, and that was, what, 2007. So uh, for the third time in program history that I'm aware of, there may have been some games back in the 30s or something. West Virginia over Oklahoma in Morgantown, twenty-three to twenty.
2: What a good day!
1: In um, in the rain. Yeah,
3: good win. Good to beat Oklahoma finally.
1: Yeah, great get that, win.
3: Get that off the program's back. It's the it beat them in the Big Twelve first time ever i don't care how bad oklahoma is it's a big win for west virginia
1: over the years there's been some good ball games years where i didn't think it was going to be a good, good ball game and it was close i think one year i think didn't oklahoma beat west virginia like 15 to 7 or
3: that was yeah and it was in norman it was 16 to 7 was yeah, or the final and
1: then then uh, there's been some Six,
3: 16 13 and 21 59 56 uh 40 like 40 to 39 when Tavon Austin ran wild. There was that game. I think it was 40 to 39. Mm-hmm. No, it, might be, it was 50 to 49. I'm sorry. Been a lot of shootouts. Not what you'd expect yesterday, but it yeah. wasn't really a shootout. But
1: Well, let's not bury the lead. Let's get right into it. Garrett Green with the game of his life. Um, <laughs> you know, the young man, kudos to him. Congratulations because the toughest job for a kid is to be a backup quarterback when you feel like you're just waiting for your time. And then, right. but. I gotta take my hat off to him because he said, you know, my job is to stay ready, and he stayed ready. You talked about yeah. it all the time in the backups. Stay, stay ready.
2: So you ain't gotta get ready. And I mean, he played a phenomenal game. I mean, it was it was great to see him come in, and we were texting back and forth during the game. I'm like, he's like we had we had a couple let me get on, let me get back on on the on the good stuff. But yeah, he had he had a he had a phenomenal game. It reminded me of a uh Pat Whitish you know the way he ran the football. Obviously, he didn't have the speed Pat had, but he was just making so many plays, and it was just it was very very fun and refreshing to watch.
3: Yeah, it's, it's tough to come in as a backup in that situation. I mean, they threw him out there. I believe it was ten to ten to nothing Oklahoma when they threw him out there. Right, and then he got a series, and then they set him a series, and then they put him in permanently after that. It's tough to do that. Kudos to Green for being prepared, and he played a fantastic game. I'm happy for that kid because he has waited and waited and waited, and now he's getting his chance. Boy, well, he got his chance. And, I mean, he sees the opportunity. I know Brown hasn't named a starter next week, but I would be very, very, very surprised if it's not Green. Uh, but, you know, kudos to Green for being ready. You have to be ready, and that's great to have depth.
1: Garrett Green finished in the day 12 of 22 passing, 138 yards, one touchdown, threw a nice ball to Bryce For Wheaton in the corner. And then on with the rushing – um, he took carries from the tailbacks, but hey, man take him because he went 14 for 119 two touchdowns he was told- and he brings a new dynamic to the offense because he can get out of the pocket i don't know and and I don't know what's wrong with jT Daniels he's had a rough few weeks Derek and I were talking before we
3: started uh, the show i I think he's hurt. He's regressing. Like he I yeah, mean to me worse. he's he's getting worse. And you right. usually, you know, as the season goes, the team usually gets better, but he's getting worse. I mean, he it looks like the the pocket presence in the in the stuff that he had earlier in the season is gone. Like it looks like he's scared back there. He's seeing ghosts or something. And
2: that's it, that's so so getting into it. He like early in the game, he made a he made like two bad reads where he was supposed to pull the ball. If he'd have pulled the ball, he we would have got first downs and he would have been able to get into a rhythm. But again, I, something is wrong with him. I, I can't. I can't say he's just bad because he was actually really good early in the year. So I know we, he has the the talent, and he obviously comes from Georgia where he played well the entire year until he got hurt. Uh, but you know something is wrong with him. I, I don't. I don't know what it is. But he's not like you say, He's looking. He's looking at the pass rush. He's not playing the way he should have. And kudos to. The coaching staff were saying, "Hey, we have to get this guy out of there."
3: Yes, I agree. I agree. It was nice to see the coaching staff make a decision like that because that's a that's a huge decision. We talk about it all the time. Backup quarterback is the most popular player on campuses everywhere, right? And you know, in this so case, you can argue that West Virginia was right or whatever. Or West Virginia fans were right. I don't care. I don't want to hear that because
1: well, if you remember, Jared Dagey was very popular yeah, at one point. Well, and you're not
3: and, and, and you're not seeing practice every day either. Right. Like the fans don't see practice; they don't see what goes on. And it is one game, and we'll see if he starts next week. I don't think they're going to be able to line up and run with Kansas State like they did with Oklahoma. It'll right. be tougher for Green next week,
2: but we'll see. Yeah, that that was one thing that I would I would um I I I, I mean to be honest with you, I want to go back with uh with, with our guy, you know, let him get a, a data and you know the guy is J T Daniels because throwing the football is I mean he threw he threw a couple great um um uh, Green threw a couple great passes, but. You know he he seeing goes back there too. So you know I would I would prefer to go with a guy that I know is going to deliver the ball. Um, you know the it, you know he made some bad decisions though. Oh my goodness, he made some bad decisions.
3: You're not just going to line up and run over everybody. I mean right. they they were able to run over Oklahoma a good bit, and it was mostly Green that did that. I don't know right. what was wrong with the running backs, but Green mainly ran over him. He's not going to line up and run over Kansas State like that. You're just not going to.
1: And sometimes you just have to sit a kid down and to say, man, it's like it's not working. Right. We're gonna we're going we're gonna put you back at the plate next week. Right. We're going. We need a spark. We're going to try something Absolutely. different this week. And if you listen to Coach Brown's press conference, and we'll get into that some of that later in the in the show. But if you listen to his press conference, or I'm sorry. Uh. Well, yeah. He mentioned that he had gave Green more reps this week as like they were kind of going to just make sure like keep him in the bullpen so to right. speak and make sure he's ready to go if he needed it because they didn't put him out at the slot as much in practice and they gave him reps. So maybe the coaching staff saw this coming. I mean, you know, it's easy for us to sit back on social media and call for coaches and blah 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 and what are they seeing? But they're there every day and they see these kids and they see what's happening in practice. And and I think it's you know, the the fans feel vindicated because some of them do because they've been screaming <laughs> about JT Daniels, but what if it backfired? And then yeah, if, what
3: if he would have gone out there and thrown seven interceptions everybody would have been calling for uh, Crowder <laughs> yeah right but in right. the third string
1: <laughs> one of the things I thought was interesting and you know and you talk about a kid that doesn't have a lot of experience but getting late in the game and we'll get into this even after the break but getting um, getting ready to kick that field goal you know on that last play they should have moved it to the middle of the field but Green with inexperience and being greedy as he admitted in the post game, um, ran it to the right instead of the left and lined up Casey leg for the mm. field goal. And um, you know, in, in my book, I would have been fired. Like I would have been like you over here. Yeah. Like, cause that could have been a potential, um, a potential issue.
2: It, 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 it kind of ticked me off because I'm like, we had a minute left, go score the football. Like, why are we, why are we even going to run off all that? We got a minute to go score a touchdown, go score. Like, I, that's I, in my mind, I'm like, why are we doing that?
1: Yeah, let's take a break when we come back. we still have a lot to talk about. There's um, you know the the, the field goal, the fake punt, the whole deal we'll do all that after this.
0: The touchdown city Show will be back right after this.
4: The relationship between a lawyer and a client is based on trust. You have to make certain that the lawyer you hire has your best interests at heart. This is attorney Ben Solango. Just like the Mountaineers are fighting hard on the field, the Solango Law Firm will fight hard to win your case. Whether it's medical malpractice, automobile or trucking accidents, hiring an experienced lawyer will make a difference in the outcome of your case. When you hire my law firm, you get results, not excuses. Check us out at Solangolaw.com. at BestMasterTaylor.com.
0: Welcome back to the Touchdown City Show.
4: Welcome
1: back to the Touchdown City Show presented by Selengo Law. Big win in Morgantown for, for the Mountaineers yesterday over Oklahoma. First time in, uh, in, the, in the Big 12 era that West Virginia has knocked off the Sooners, 23 to 20, um, you know, not in front of a... And the crowd wasn't large, but they were there. The, the base was out yesterday. He said, he said they were there. The, the base was out yesterday. I mean, you're always going to have 40, 45, no matter what. And then you get the Gucci crew in there, the people that like to come on the bandwagon. So, right. so kudos to the fans that stuck it out yesterday in Morgantown. All right, let's get back into the game. And before we took the break, we were just talking about the, the, some of the scenarios and the way that uh, Garrett Green played. But um, one of the things I thought was interesting was the fake punt. What did you guys think of the call at the
2: time? Because you're I, down, I believe, twenty to thirteen. We, yeah, I thought it was a great call. I mean, I didn't expect it, and and I don't think anybody did. I don't think I know. I didn't expect it. I thought it was a great call.
3: Yeah, it, was, it was a great call. Caught everybody. I was surprised. I didn't expect to see it either, and I know Oklahoma didn't expect to see it. And uh, kudos to Sam James again. I thought he played a great game, although I know we were all probably ready to wring his neck with that hit in the end zone. That <laughs> right. the flag up oh, on. my goodness. That was <laughs> but, insane. But kudos to Sam James because I thought he played pretty good again and he caught that ball up the sideline again. It was a great grab. But uh, the fake punt call might have been the biggest call of the game. It, was, it worked. I mean, it, and it was, it caught everybody by surprise.
1: You know, it's funny. I think um, the, the, the fourth down call in the pick game keeps replaying on <laughs> Neil Brown's head because. It's
3: like he goes for every fourth down now. Yeah, he's I like. I am not uh, listening I'm, to uh, this anymore. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, the fourth and three early in the game, I thought was kind of, you know, I, I don't know. He went for it early in the game on like fourth and three, and I was like, you wouldn't go for it on fourth and six inches, but you're going for it on fourth and three.
1: <laughs> well, he's just trying to keep everybody yeah. quiet. I thought it was a great call, I thought it was gutsy. Especially from a guy that I've called Mr. Conservative, you know, the whole yes. season he's a very yes. conservative analytics coach, and that was probably not the right call there, but he did it. And sometimes, when hey man, when your team is struggling, you gotta do. You I gotta think do anything. I think your players want to see you um, like buck up a little bit and just pull something out of the hat to g- yep. give you that momentum, and it worked. So kudos to him for I thought that. It was a great call. I'm with you. I thought it was a great. It's call. a great call. Defensively, um, the whole game, I kept saying the defense, although. Oklahoma dropped some wide open. I mean, they got they had some guys streaking down the field. No, none of our guys in the frame dropped some wide open touchdowns. Which, hey, hey, man, the they elements who cares? The who elements cares? of the, it's the part of the game, man. People have drops. The, the ball gets wet. So be it, but the defense played well enough to keep you in the game again yesterday, and that's why I think West Virginia kept greening because they're like, "Listen, we got to move the football. Our defense well, is giving us every opportunity right. here."
3: I don't care how many yards and everything. That at the end of the game, you look up and you see twenty points. If you hold a team to twenty points in today's college football, it's not bad. I mean, twenty points. I don't care if they had had a thousand yards; they only scored twenty points, and that's the way you got to look at it. Busted plays, no matter what, drop missed balls, miss field, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. The defense held up for twenty points. If you. I don't think anybody in this room would have thought West Virginia's defense was holding Oklahoma to twenty points. No,
2: not at all. And I mean, that was that was a phenomenal. The deep, the deep play, They played well. They played well when when they had to. Um, you know those drop those drops. They're going to have them. I mean, we had them all the time. Like think about the, the plays that we would have made them mm-hmm. in, in in the games that that where we dropped them. It'd been a different. We'd be we'd be talking different about the season.
3: The end. The end of the first half, I thought, was disappointing out of the defense. Oklahoma went like ninety six yards and. Under a minute. Yeah, you know? it was like that was disappointing. Seconds, yeah. That was disappointing.
1: Um, coach Brown would not commit to naming a starter. Now, now, granted, the press is going to push you on that a little bit, right, Michael? And how they would do that uh, a little bit, I jib, jib and jab here and there. <laughs> do what you can. But um, he would not, and not, not that any coach would ever name a starter immediately right after the game. Cause there's so much to take into consideration. But the question is now: Does West Virginia have a quarterback
2: controversy? I don't think they do. I mean, JT Daniels is, when you pay a dude $800,000, you ain't got no controversy. I mean, we might think we do, but there is a a dollar sign that's saying, this is my guy.
3: Uh, I'm going to (laughs) disagree. And the reason I'm going to disagree is Dagi, or I'm sorry, excuse me. Daniels. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Daniels has been the last five, six games, he's he's struggling bad. And Green came in and provided the spark. Now, I'm not saying Green's going to start next week because I don't know if he will or won't. However, you're going to see more of Green, I think, moving forward because of what he brings. Right. And the offensive line, I mean – it seemed to be – the whole team responded to Green. It felt like it was a big spark for the team, and I don't know, but I, just, I think there is a quarterback controversy, and I, I'll be surprised if Green doesn't take the first snap next Saturday.
4: To your point, he, he gave us something that we haven't had recently, which is that energy, it's that toughness. On that last drive to set up the field goal, there was one play where he had to put his shoulder down, got an extra yard, got the first down, and just fired up the crowd – I think you got to ride whatever's working. I'm I'm all on board with Garrett Green. Also, Neil Brown's coaching for a
2: job. Oh, he's lost that job, man. It it is it is. I mean, he he he's gonna have he's got another year. They're they're not gonna they're not gonna fire him at the end of this year. But at the same time, I, there's no confidence in this guy at all.
3: I just I that's why I think Green will play though because if he get like say Green goes out there and they win the game again and then they go in and beat Oklahoma State and get to six and six and make a bowl at the end of it, you look at the whole body of work and you say, well, he did make a bowl game again. I mean, and he's definitely going to keep it if he if they make a bowl game. However, if they go out and they lose the same way that they've lost over and over and over with Daniels now, people are going to be really, really fed up.
1: <laughs> you know, Vegas only said that West Virginia would win five and a half games this year. And honestly, if you look at the body of work, you and the ball bounces the right way a few times, um, you don't drop the ball. You don't get the pick six, pick six against Pitt. Uh, you finish off Kansas like you should have. You're sitting up? at six right. or seven wins, like you probably right. should have, right. and like what it was expected. Um, you know, we sat in this room. I said seven to five. You probably said seven and five or six. And,
3: I think I said five and seven. Yeah.
1: So, but then Avon picked undefeated. But <laughs> let's go, baby. Um, you know, honestly, a couple a couple plays here and there, and this team is right where they should be. And they could mess around and end up in a bowl game. And I said, if they go to a bowl game, win the bowl game, finish seven and five, um, after starting zero and two, he should probably be the Big Twelve Coach of the Year because he's never lost. He wouldn't have lost the team, and they ended up winning a bowl game. But you know, we, we shall see. They still have two more weeks to go. Um, for me, I don't think there's a quarterback controversy. I think J.T. Daniels has a very short
2: leash. That's what. Yeah, that's what I was going to say the same thing. He has a very short leash. Like, if it's not going well, if he's not making plays, he's getting tugged ASAP. Should
4: you plan for failure, though? Why not just go with what's working?
2: That's a great point. I don't think they're planning for failure because he's their guy. But at the same time, you got to prepare. You know, you're going to have a package ready just in case. I mean, again, if what if he gets hurt? You're not planning for failure, but you don't want to make sure all your eggs in one basket when you got a guy that you know – is, is capable.
4: Right. I, just to me, Garrett Green was fine throwing the football. That That's where the question marks have been, and it wasn't perfect, but he, he showed that he has that dimension.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to hear from more from Michael Sussman from the press room. We'll do that after this.
0: The Touchdown City Show will be back right after this. Hey guys, it's buy one, get one free boneless wings every Thursday at Buffalo Wild Wings. And guess what? You're gonna be a dad? What? No,
2: it's boneless Thursdays, which means free wings. (laughs) You'd be a great dad. Buy one, get one free boneless wings every Thursday, only at Buffalo Wild Wings. Buy one, get one of equal value free at participating locations for a limited time. While supplies last, limit one, not valid with other offers, size, exclusions apply, delivery and takeout valid on Buffalo Wild Wings website or LBs may apply.
0: At Summit Community Bank, we believe in making people our priority. We believe in personalized service and exceptional financial products and services that meet a diverse range of needs. So whether you're saving for college, first-time home shopping, planning for retirement, or managing a small business, Summit is committed to helping you live your best financial life. Visit www.mysummit.bank to learn more. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the Touchdown City Show.
4: Hello, it's Michael Sussman here with this week's Touchdown City Game Recap brought to you by Salango Law. The West Virginia Mountaineers edged the Oklahoma Sooners 23 to 20 yesterday, marking the first time that WVU has beaten OU in conference play. Here's head coach Neil Brown after the victory.
5: All right, huge win, you know, been a, uh, since joining the Big 12 in 2012, been, a, been several really good football teams and a lot of great players play here. And, but this is the first team to get it done. That was kind of our talking points all week. We owed them, we really felt like we outplayed them last year and to, to lose that game in that fashion and then turn around and, and get it done on a last second field goal today. Uh, that, was, that was extremely rewarding. Super excited, you can imagine that locker room's fired up and uh, I hope this is one that, that all of Mountaineer Nation, because I know we've been waiting on it for a while against Oklahoma, hope everybody can enjoy it. It was a slow start for the WVU offense, which was held scoreless in the first quarter.
4: The Sooners would deliver the first touchdown of the game with a minute 20 left in the second, scoring on a 96-yard drive, which was set up by this 67-yard reception from Marvin Mims.
0: Gabriel rolling left, throwing, and it is going to be caught. Mims
5: behind the defense. He's going to take it all the way down to the West Virginia 12-yard line. Rashad Ajai ran him down.
4: That's Fox Sports 1's Adam Alexander on the call. With the Mountaineer offense stalled, Neil Brown called upon backup quarterback Garrett Green to jumpstart the effort. Following a 42-yard kickoff return from Sam James, Green got loose on a 33-yard dash and would cap off the drive with his first rushing touchdown to bring the score to 10-6 in favor of Oklahoma. Here's what the sophomore had to say on taking the field in a big situation.
6: My thought process to that is always just stay ready, just have so have to get ready. So, I mean, they, it was not, nothing changed throughout the week that hadn't been changed, you know, for the first few weeks of the season but I just uh, kept staying ready staying prepared staying locked in and you know my guys really did a great job because I didn't didn't play all too great today Um, but you know they did a great job you know helping me out when when things didn't go my way.
4: Green would get the nod in the second half as well and wasn't afraid of the moment as linebacker Jazier Cox talked about postgame.
6: I know Garrett he came over to us and told us that he has us and you know we said the same thing back and you know Being a man of his word, he went out there and, you know, he did a great job for us. And we hope that we did a great job for him.
4: Cox would make good on that statement all day, leading the Mountaineers with 12 tackles. It was a West Virginia defense that stepped up when it needed to down the stretch, holding the Sooners to just eight points in the third quarter and none in the fourth.
6: I think we were just antsy, you know, just to get out there and, you know, just to have some hope for the fans and the people of the state of West Virginia. We, know, we needed this win in this football team, so... Anything that I could do or, you know, the defense could have done, uh, we try to make it happen today and, you know, just give the ball back to our offense and come out with that win. So we were excited about that.
4: Garrett Green would continue to show out on a rainy afternoon in Morgantown, finding Bryce Ford Wheaton in the corner of the end zone to go ahead 13 to 12 late in the third quarter. But the Sooners would respond with an Eric Gray rushing TD on the ensuing drive to reclaim the lead. Trailing twenty to thirteen on the following possession, West Virginia would roll the dice, converting on a
5: fourth and three faked punt. I just felt like right there, it's twenty to thirteen. If we punted back to them, they had momentum. I just felt like, hey, let's let's we we need this play, and, and the guys executed it. And a few minutes later, Garrett Green tied the ball game at twenty with an
4: eleven yard scamper to the house. Garrett Green got it done with his arm and legs, finishing the day with 138 yards passing to go along with 119 on the ground and three TDs.
6: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I just, I think I would have had more nerves that I had less confidence in my guys, but I, I, had, I have the utmost confidence in everybody that was on the field with me, from Tony to Frazier to Tomas, from everybody. I have the utmost confidence in all of them that you know they were gonna help me get the job done, help us get the job done.
4: After each team traded stops midway through the fourth quarter, Oklahoma left the door wide open for West Virginia at the 301 one mark, missing a 46-yard field goal to keep the game knotted up at 20. Then the Mountaineers would march the ball 65 yards down the field to set up Casey Legg for a 25-yard game-winning field goal. Here's what the senior place kicker had to say after queuing up country roads for the second time this season. I hit it and then blacked out for a second or two, and then a bunch of teammates were surrounding me. So that was the cool part, I think, and the part that's different about hitting a walk-off is as soon as you hit it, you're getting swamped by people. So that was really fun. As West Virginia looks ahead to next week's clash versus Kansas State, Neil Brown will have to decide whether to return to JT Daniels as his starting quarterback or to move forward with Garrett Green at the helm.
5: Probably going to make that sometime this week. You know, we're not going to make it today. JT, the first pick, that was really... You know, we really kind of got crossed up. It really wasn't all his fault. It was more about just needed somebody that could help us in the run game more than anything that he did negatively. But now we haven't made a decision on who's going to start at Kansas State, and we won't do that. Um, I I don't even know if we'll do anything publicly, but we won't do anything until the start of the game plan week anyway.
4: Nonetheless, it can never be said again that West Virginia hasn't beaten Oklahoma in Big 12 play.
6: I I know we were talking about it uh, yesterday, some of the players, but we wanted to change the narrative on that. You know, that would be a good stepping stone for us to get a win over Oklahoma, you know, so that this team can be remembered by something. I honestly didn't know that. I thought when Tavon Austin had those yards, I thought they won that game. It's, it's exciting to be the first team to do that here.
4: Thanks for listening. This has been Michael Sussman with this week's Touchdown City Game Recap brought to you by Solango Law. We'll be back next week with a breakdown of WVU's battle versus Kansas State at Milan Pushkar.
0: The Touchdown City Show will be back right after this.
4: Foundation problems don't get better with time. They don't get less expensive to fix either. They get worse, slowly but surely, as the years pass. But at some point, no matter how much you wish or pray or ignore them,
3: they need to be dealt with. But there is a solution. Because foundation problems don't get better with time, but they do get better with us. Visit AlfordHomeSolutions.com and schedule a free estimate today.
4: Where do you go to buy your sports memorabilia? Hmm. Your answer needs to be sports fans in Taze Valley. Sports fans has WVU and Marshall shirts, hats, autographed merchandise, gifts, and more. NBA, MLB, NFL, and other NCAA teams. Shop in store at Liberty Square in Taze
0: Valley and online at sports with an S, fans with a Z, WV.com. Sports fans, the Kanawha Valley source for all things sports welcome back to the touchdown city show
1: welcome back to the touchdown city show presented by salingo Lawn. thank you michael for your report from the locker room obviously the team was fired up i mean after a win like that um when you've been struggling i mean i'm sure the the locker room celebration was 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 hype and um i hope the guys went out last night and um
3: had a good time on the town and two to nothing would have been fine. Just just a win. A win's a win. I don't care how ugly it is. I don't care who it's against. A win's a win.
2: Two to none wouldn't have been fine. <laughs> that would have been
1: hard
0: terrible. to watch. Oh, it'd have
3: been hard to watch,
2: but it's still been fine. A win's a win. Hey, look, man. When you,
1: I mean, look back at West Virginia's history with teams that have been what you would call blue blood. And even the years of when you played Miami, there were Uh-oh. years that you should have beat them and you didn't get it done. Mm-hmm. You played them close and it was a play here, a play there. But those years that you beat them, you remember, you could probably tell me every year, every, <laughs> no, I, you could I, I, rattle I mean, I off the years that I West Virginia beat Miami.
3: I, I don't think I can do that because it, it can happen so few. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, West no,
1: Virginia beat Miami in 93,
3: uh, yeah, well, 97. Yeah. And yeah, really, that's it. That's it. Because they blew the game in ninety six with the Tremaine Mack block punt. Yeah. Uh they blew a game in ninety eight in overtime. Remember Edgar yeah. and James ran mm. wild oh, in he overtime. He went nuts. Uh there was another game there that they blew in Miami, the Quincy oh, three. Wilson run, 0-3. Oh, yeah. Uh there was a there was a close game one year when it shouldn't have been close at all Miami I think won the national title I think title. 95 they, they okay yeah they were in the national title game's final was like 34 to 24 had no business being close but West Virginia played well down there West no.
1: Virginia would traditionally play that was well down there
2: 2001 2000 yeah 2000 uh oh one oh one I thought it was We 40. got blown out in no, 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 01 no, in no no, No 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 01
3: was when Miami won the national title Not
2: 01 02 0-2, oh, when we played them in Morgantown in it 2 There was
3: one game that yeah. they were tied going to the fourth quarter, and Miami had a big fourth and, and quarter. And then they just went off. It was that like 41-24 yep. final, but it was a close game. Yeah, because 0-1, we had Dwayne no, Thompson yeah, quarterback. No, no, 0-1, we got blown. they had They had Andre Johnson. He kind of went nuts in that yeah. fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. It was 0-2. Yep.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, but back to my point, you know, when you beat in Oklahoma, those are memorable games. That's one of those games where, you know, I hope Garrett Green got the biggest picture of himself blown up today right. and just has it getting madded. If and,
3: Oklahoma went 0-12, it would be significant for West Virginia. I don't care what anyone says. It's a right. huge win.
1: Big yeah. win. yeah.
3: It's like beating Duke in basketball or Kentucky.
1: Yeah, you remember when you do it. You,
3: yes, you remember when you do it.
1: Yeah. So, good win for him. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk some hoops. Um, West Virginia opened up this week. Bob Huggins and company with a 76-58 win over St. Mary's, Mount St. Mary's. And um, did you gentlemen – tune in for that
3: i caught the first half of it i'm not gonna lie i did not get to watch the second half i had to help my brother with my my nephew
1: (laughs) well the first half was probably the most brutal half to watch
3: i saw the first half and i'm not gonna lie I saw a lot of what I've seen the previous 10 years with the lack of shooting. (laughs) It was hard to watch. It was a brick fest from both teams. It was like 18 to 16, 14 minutes. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But, you know, they got it done 76-58. And I think with this team, so I'm going to go on the record now and say this team is better than last year's team already. Just from what I've seen, they are much improved all the way around. What you don't see is you don't see guys standing in the corners – just waiting to get the ball. They're moving on offense. They're playing good defense. The bigs are more talented. I mean, you know, granted, I don't think Hugs took advantage of the portal like he should have last year, so he ended up with some guys he just had to settle on. Um, I think the bigs are a little better this year because they're able to get on the glass and do the things that they need to do.
3: I think the – the overall team, I, I will say, I do think they are improved because they scored about eighty. What did they get? Eighty one against Pitt. Eighty one. I don't think they scored eighty one in conference play last year against anyone of significance, which tells me they can they can at least make shots a little bit better, which would be a huge part of it. But I do think that uh, the big guy, I can't, I'm not sure his name. It's, Jimmy Bell. No, no, Wagy, W A G, Wagy. I think he looks like he's pretty good, and he probably will be a good shot blocker because he's got that like body to block shots and I be a rim believe protector
1: he's a true freshman and he well. he was
3: the at last check against Pitt I know he was five of five from the floor so I mean if you're going to get a guy out there that gives you five of five and can block shots I'll be more than happy to see that because they haven't had a guy like that in a long while
4: yeah. and Stevenson too he's, he's got a serious skill set he hit a turnaround jumper late against Pitt that was just really smooth kind of a classic Kobe Bryant type move and he was directing traffic out there, really looked like a leader an experienced player in big time college basketball. And then Emmett Matthews just gives you a little bit of everything. And Trey Mitchell, as the season goes on, will get better. I believe he's been injured
3: quite a bit in the pre like in the mm-hmm. you know, before yeah, the season he's started. He's been hurt. He will probably give you some very good minutes. And I watch Toussaint a lot at Iowa, I think it's is it Toussaint or Toussaint? I'm not sure how he says it. He is tough as nails. He is a defensive he's just a defensive stalwart, that's what he does. I mean that's a kind of guy Huggins loves and he's from Brooklyn so he's got some toughness to him. Uh he could be a huge addition. Now he's Brooklyn not going to he, he's not going to go out there and score thirty points, but he can go out there and he can give you eight points, four assists and play some really good defense.
1: I thought against Pitt the other night there was a play and I was like, ooh, I went, ooh. I said he he's going to take it to the hoop because, you know, for years we've not had point guards that would right. drive. And he, he crossed at the top of the, the key and took it right to the basket tough and scored. And I thought, man, it's been a minute since we've had a poor point we guard haven't that had, would do that. We yeah.
3: haven't had a guy from New York in a long time. And that's where you got to Well, get, Truck was probably the last uh, yes. one that would have
1: pulled that stunt. I
4: but. wish they would recruit New York and New Jersey more like they used to. It was so satisfying to just blow the doors off Pit. It (laughs) was wonderful.
1: They cut to a shot of the crowd, and and Meg Bolger was in the house yesterday or Friday night uh, uh, cheering it on. So, and the Mountaineer fans, of course, they uh, put them in the top of the peat. They're not going to let them get too close to the floor. But uh, you could hear them singing Country Road, so that was pretty awesome.
3: By the looks of it, anybody could have sat near the floor. wasn't anybody there anyway. That basketball program program sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
2: tell us how you really feel. No,
3: they went winless in the ACC just like two years ago, and they weren't any better. I, they're going to have a new coach after this year. Capel's gone.
1: Yeah, I was shocked to see him come back this year, to be honest I, with
3: you. Yeah, I can't believe they retained him. That's how bad they have been. No,
1: Pitt, Pitt has a very strong history of basketball. Yes. Yeah, I know good, everybody good, thinks yeah. football, but. If you go back to the 80s and the 90s... Well,
3: my God, they had Ben Howland and Jamie Dixon there from like 2000 to 2015, and it felt like they were in the Big East Tournament Final every single year.
4: Yeah. Dewan Blair, he,
3: he yeah. was tough. Oh, man. They Sam showed, Young, yeah, they had beast. some good players.
1: They showed some of the highlights. Oh, they the, had some from good From the players. brawl over oh, the Oh, yeah, Ronald
3: Ramone. Oh, that man.
1: jumper from the corner. Oh, Wellington well, Smith.
3: You he left his man. Wellington left his man. Back to back to
1: when things happen, you remember <laughs> certain <laughs> yes. things. And that Wellington Smith liked to <laughs> – Yeah. But yeah, you know. But then again, they let uh, Pitsogler go ham on him.
3: That was, was like th- – that was 05, I think. See, so am I going to cover that guy? Yeah, he, he – no, 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 wait a minute. I'm sorry. That was the, that was the triple – or the overtime. I think it was 04, maybe. It was when Beeline was still there, and they were up like 18, and he just went – Crazy up yep. there,
1: yeah. Anytime you can beat Pitt, that's a good time.
3: I don't care what it's in. <laughs> and of course,
1: I love the social media from uh, the the people that over at basketball. Did you see what they rolled out? Uh-uh. It looked like a ball of yarn, and it said "Here kitty kitty." Oh, I did. And I it, did see that. And then it rolled out and it had a big L. <laughs> I did see that because they 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 went on uh, they went in on us during football season. So, yeah. but that's what a rivalry is.
3: That's six in a row now in basketball, and none of them are really. All that close that I can recall.
1: Well, I do know this. We're going to find out what this team has because, of course, this week they play Tuesday night against Moorhead, then Friday night they play against Penn. But next week – Purdue's the Thursday night Thanksgiving game. And then they play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right?
3: Uh, Yeah, it's probably a tournament of some kind to be dated, whether they win or lose. So we're going to find out – is
1: that the Phil Knight deal? Is that what they're playing in? Or is that December? I think that's December. Okay. Well, we're going to find out what they got next week because uh, it'll be great because, well, we'll be off for Thanksgiving. Yes, we won't, and, be, uh, we won't be working. We'll be watching some basketball. And, of course, that's my favorite time of year. So, we're going to take a break. But before I do, I want to remind you, swing by our website, touchdowncity.com. You can uh, hit up all of our platforms that we're on. And you can also check out our merchandise. Use the promo code TDC10 for a discount on any of the shirts, the tumblers, or any of that good stuff. And we'll be back with some more thoughts after this.
0: The Touchdown City Show will be back right after this.
1: It's our liquidation event at Todd Judy Ford.
0: We have just repriced 97 vehicles below market value for immediate liquidation.
1: We have cars, trucks, and SUVs in all price ranges available immediately.
0: And you can start the process right from your phone. Just go to our website or Facebook page to chat with our team.
1: We can send you a link to appraise your own trade using Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer, and we can send you an application for financing.
0: And financing is available for all credit types. Just go to ToddJudyFord.com and see for yourself.
4: You've been in an accident, it's time to call Warner Law Offices. We've recovered millions and millions of dollars for car accident victims. Don't settle for the insurance company's low offer. Call us today. No upfront cost, free consultation, and no fees until we win your case. Warner Law Offices, when you need justice.
0: Bobby Warner, now's the time. Call 345-6789. Welcome back to the Touchdown City Show.
1: Welcome back to the Touchdown City Show presented by Selingo Law. And don't forget, swing by and visit our friends at SportsFans, sports with an S, fans with a Z, wv.com. Use the promo code TDC10 for a discount. And that's SportsFanswv.com. All right,
4: Michael, what are the headlines this week? The TCU Horned Frogs survive again, beating Texas 17-10. to 10. Uh, staying perfect, it hasn't been pretty for TCU this year, but uh, wins a win once again. Later in the
1: later in the segment, I want to talk playoffs. Playoffs.
2: playoffs. I want to talk
1: playoffs, but kudos to TCU yes, um, for going against what all the experts had to say. They were an underdog this week. They're ten and zero. They're playing in the Big Twelve Championship game. Kudos to TCU. That's a good victory. And I'm I telling so. you
3: what, their defense against Bijan Robinson was outstanding. He couldn't get he, – he had nothing. He got nothing last night, and he came yeah. in. You know, he's arguably the best running back in the country. He got nothing last night. Kudos to TCU because they played extremely well on defense, which I think surprised a lot of people. Surprised well, me.
1: you know, nobody believes in them because they're not the name brand. You know, they oh, want Texas, God. and they want Oklahoma to win in the Big 12 so bad. Yeah. And they're going to try to do everything in their power to keep them out of the, yeah. the final. But – TCU, their brand is defense, and they play great defense, and they showed off yesterday. Yeah, they play well. I, I, I enjoy watching that game.
3: Yeah. Uh, Gary Patterson, too, on the other sideline. Kudos to him was... because he was congratulating TCU's players after the yeah. game. He was with their those quarterback. Those are his guys. And saying, Yeah, those are his guys. So, kudos to him because I've always liked him. I thought he was a
4: great dude. Kansas State stops Baylor 31-3. to We're taking on the Wildcats on Saturday. Uh, how about them holding the Bears to just a field goal?
3: Shocking score. I can't figure out the Big 12.
2: (laughs) Man, I mean, but, you know, we beat Baylor, so it's all good. I knew they would would go out and, and play well.
3: I mean, it's crazy, though. Like, Kansas State last week loses to Texas, who this week loses to TCU, and then Kansas State rolls into Baylor and wins by four touchdowns. None of it makes sense. Kansas loses to Texas Tech. It just doesn't make any sense. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, Kansas State played with a backup quarterback for most of that game. Martinez got hurt early. Oh, did he? I, he left the game. I'm pretty sure he left the game early, and Howard came in and threw three touchdowns. Their running backs tough too. Vaughn is a player. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, he's been there. He is a player. He's been a stud for three he looks, years. He looks. He reminds me so much of
2: Sprouls. I mean, so he's much. so itty bitty, man. But he he makes it happen he, too. Man. He reminds me so much of him. He no. runs, just, He's a little dude, man. I, I, did I look that small out there? Yeah, Andy
1: wears deuces too. So, yeah.
2: no, seriously, did I look that small out you, there?
3: You looked pretty small. You did. Yeah. You look. I don't think you looked as small as he did because you're like, a little he's bit bulkier. Especially following up Az. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you, you were a little bit bulkier than he was. He looks, but like he looks like a baby. He, yeah, he looks <laughs> tiny. He looks like he's five two out there. Right. I mean, and he's probably five eight. No,
2: he might be five four.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, but he's a tough running back, and we're going to have our hands full next week.
4: Yeah. Getting down to the last couple weeks of the regular season, a lot of anticipation around the unveiling of the college football <clears throat> playoff rankings. Yeah. Currently uh, Georgia 1, Ohio State 2, Michigan 3, TCU 4. Uh, how do you guys see it shaking out this week? Any movement?
3: Whew.
1: There's so much going into that, right? So first and foremost, I'm going to just say this on the record. If TCU wins out, they're in.
3: Oh, they're in easy. Yeah.
1: Well, there's a lot of pushback on that because they're not the name brand. but it they does, are in. They're
3: in. They're not going to leave out an undefeated conference champion. There's mm-hmm. no way. Who are you gonna put in ahead of
1: them? Well, there's some talk about Tennessee and some, L, and, and some SEC Uh-oh. schools. What could that? What could happen in the SEC is the scenarios that could potentially put two SEC schools or three SEC. schools. Well, you
3: schools. can put two SEC schools anyway. All you got to do is put Georgia, Tennessee, Ohio State, Michigan, winner, and TCU in it. Well, that's but, what the, I mean. I, I agree.
1: Yeah. I agree. But see, so here's the thing, and it goes back to what even happened, what could potentially happen is, what if Ohio State and Michigan play a tough one? What if it's a one-last-second field goal and one team wins by one? Is one of the, is Michigan or Ohio State out?
3: I mean
2: – I think both of them are going to be in regardless. I th- see,
3: that's why I'm kind of getting that feeling too because things are starting to break for them. Like Oregon losing last night was huge for Michigan and Ohio State. Right. UCLA losing last night. If USC were to lose a game, that eliminates the Pac-12. You could be – if TCU loses a game, they're not going to put them in because it's TCU. Right. You, you know, so – you you in my opinion at the end of this if TCU loses it's going to be Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan and Tennessee. Tennessee. Yep. And they're going to put they'll they'll make it to where like the 2 seed will be say if the Ohio State Michigan winner against the 3 seed will be Tennessee and then the loser will be get Georgia. And it's all doesn't matter because it's all just going to the slaughterhouse that's Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, in my book Georgia is definitely the best football team in the country right now. It's hands down. Um, and it looks like TCU, according to the Google here, uh, of course they won yesterday seventeen ten over Texas. They, but they still got to play Baylor, Baylor and
3: Iowa State. And Iowa State. Um, and who's who, who's second place in the Big Twelve? Who's going to get that? Hmm. It's such. A, I mean, there's so many teams. It feels I think like Case K- State's in position, it's K- right? Yeah. Okay, but they still have to play who us West us. Virginia in and Can- us baby
1: and Kansas. Hey, listen, coming to Morgantown after – this
2: team's got (laughs) – They don't lose at home. It's hard.
3: I don't think West – Virginia. I think Kansas Kansas State will be a favorite, but I don't think it'll be a – this is a winnable game for West Virginia. I'm not going to say Kansas State's going to come in here and slaughter West Virginia. It's not going to happen. But I bet you in Las Vegas, I bet you it's a touchdown or less spread for Kansas State. I bet they're a favorite, but not by much. But getting back to
1: the Final Four, if – so it looks like it's going to be LSU and Georgia. That's already set. It's LSU-Georgia. So – if Georgia slaughters LSU, can Tennessee sneak around the chicken coop and get in the Final Four?
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Who you? To, I mean, here's the thing. Once you start getting into it these teams. pisses me off
1: every year because Alabama's done it too in the past. But, but
3: you start getting into these teams and everything, and you start comparing them. Well, who are you going to put in ahead of Tennessee if their only loss is Georgia? USC has a disastrous defense. Let's say they finish with one loss. Clemson got absolutely throttled by Notre Dame. Throttled. I they're, mean, they're not very good. The, quarterback, they got quarterback issues. They're not. They're not near as good as old Cle, as past Clemson teams here recently. You can say, okay, TCU at twelve and one. Well, if they lose their conference championship game, then you can just say, well, they're not a conference champion either. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, same thing with the one loss Michigan or Ohio State. Well, they're not a conference champion either. I mean, what would throw a real, real, what could be hilarious is if. The Ohio State Michigan winner loses to the Big Ten West champion.
1: <laughs> Another curveball.
3: LSU beats Georgia. That would be a gigantic one, and then then you could just have pure chaos. Yeah,
1: yeah. Which you're all for, I know.
3: Oh, I, what are you gonna do with a two loss LSU? Two loss LSU SEC champion. Yeah. That's beaten Alabama and Georgia. Good point. They get
2: in. That's what you're gonna do.
3: I mean, that, that's I, the thing. I mean, like, what? You I mean, it,
2: there's no, there's no other team because if I, if LSU beats if LSU beats Georgia and then uh, Alabama already has two losses, Georgia's going to get back in with the one loss, and then you go, then that that kicks as, out, as that kicks what, out, uh, tennis, ten, it kicks out Tennessee. No, not Tennessee. <laughs> Tennessee's already gone because LSU. LSU. The, uh, but then you have that Michigan, Ohio State. Now, now we're like, okay, now. Um, Uh, What is our team? Um, TCU is gone. (laughs) Undefeated.
1: Well, West Virginia takes on Kansas State, Morgantown for senior day. Uh, Always an emotional day for the guys that will be wearing that uniform for the last time. Gentlemen, we're down to about the last few minutes of the show. Uh, Mike, I'll start with you. West Virginia, Kansas State, Morgantown, 2 o'clock on the coveted ESPN+.
4: I don't think it should be downplayed what Garrett Green was able to do on Saturday. Uh, To have over 100 yards rushing and to throw the football effectively coming into the game late not starting was impressive. He gave us a spark. He gave us a burst of energy. In my opinion, a solution has been dropped into Neil Brown's lap. It's up to him whether or not he takes it. I hope he does. I think he goes with Garrett Green. We ride the momentum. We spoil the Kansas State Wildcats bid for the Big 12 championship game. I got the Mountaineers 31 to 17 big Garrett Green day. All right, Derek. I think this is a winnable
3: game. Uh I I'm, I'm not as confident as Michael. I don't think it'll be <laughs> I don't think it'll be a two touchdown win, but I, and I'm I don't think even West Virginia will win the game, but I do think that they will play extremely well, and I think it's going to be a close hard-fought game, but I think Kansas State will have just enough to win a close game 31 to 30.
2: No, they will not. West Virginia is going to pull it out. They have been playing well. Even though their coach is not the person that is going to take us to the promised land, we're going to win this game, 35-31, West Virginia, Q Country Roads.
1: Well, I'm going to get the shirts made that say consistently inconsistent because I still don't know what this football team is going to do this week. Um, You know what? I'm going to ride with the Mountaineers at home. At home, it's been a difference maker for them. They've been able to knock off Oklahoma. They've been able to knock off Baylor at home. I'm going with the Mountaineers this week. I think Garrett Green's going to play. I think he's going to get in and be the difference maker in the football game. So with that, we're going to peel out of here. But thank you guys for listening to the Touchdown City Show this week. And don't forget, follow us on your favorite podcast platforms. And we'll be back next week, hopefully, singing Country Roads. Thanks for listening.
0: hear more of the touchdown city show subscribe to the podcast on apple podcast google podcast or spotify the touchdown city show is produced by anthony lewis in partnership with hd media the charleston gazette mail get your touchdown city podcast merchandise by visiting touchdowncity.com